hot damn, fellow Horn Toad listeners. We are in the home stretch now. This is Season 3, Episode 21 of the Clagato Veteran Podcast. And we are almost done with Season 3. So, as a little, um, I mean, just to keep the momentum going, <clears throat> let's go cover the five subjects we have for tonight. The first one will be the Cemetery Cleanup Review. Number two will be Billy the Kid 21 Tribute. Number three will be Navajo Nation's Judicial Joke System. Number four will be Moon Based. And finally, number five for the night will be The Giving Up Age. And I am your host, Mateo Native Ravager. Pretty much just doing season three all alone. And... I just wanted to uh, say in advance, thank you to all who listened. I mean, when I look at those analytics that uh, the Anchor app gives me, there's like three to four people that are listening every time I upload these things. And, um, you know, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, I'm, I'm grateful because um, I, I pretty much know who those three, sometimes four people are. And sometimes it's six, but um, lately it's been declining. But... Um, that's all the more better for me to um, get them some t-shirts. So you four <laughs> hardcore horn-toed listeners, I've got, um, I'll ask you for your shirt sizes later. Then um, uh, when after I take a break after uh, episode 22, then we'll go ahead and um, I'll look for you, find you, contact you somehow, probably more, more, more than likely through Facebook. And then um, I get your shirt size, you tell me what it is, and I'll have it all ready. And also, at the, on, on another note, um, this is, um, today is March 31st. So, oh man, I almost made it. Almost could have, I mean, I really wish tonight was like episode 21, I mean 22. But um, I did my best. I try to hustle, try to hurry up and finish up. Um, Season three by the end of March. Uh, I wasn't really anticipating being so goddamn busy, but holy cow. I was a busy bee this month. And uh, on that note, let's just go ahead and um, continue to finish off season three by jumping on to our first subject and first segment of episode 21, which will be the Cemetery Cleanup Review. Okay, let's go ahead and move right along here. Um, uh, segment number one, cemetery cleanup review. This one, uh, my point about this is that the I wanted to talk about the process and details of how the day went, including a new problem with a drifter who could have easily hurt or attacked the local women of the community. So, uh, excuse me, I think I'll just go ahead and start off with you know, that morning, how everything went. Well, to start it all off, what really was a kick in the nads was, um, I had the daytime running lights um, on or basically the parking lights and it drained the battery. So the next morning when I got up to start the car, it wouldn't start. And then I realized that the, um, that the switch was still on for the parking lights. I was like, ah, oh, shit, man. So I had one of the Clagatil veterans, uh, about two hours later, he came over, he helped me out, gave the car a jump. 
which is kind of funny because um, the driver, the passenger side where it was electronically locked, I guess it reset, so it unlocked. So that door opened, but the passenger door behind me, the window, uh, some, the whatever component holds up the window, it broke and it fell inside, and um, then the window slid down. So one problem was solved, but another started. And um, so pretty much that morning, I wasn't even ready. I, I didn't even have the wood chipper ready. Um, and then that veteran was kind of uh, just kind of being a little too slow for me that morning. And he told me that he was going to stop by the Clagato gas station to check his mail. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't you do that before you came over, you know? And I told him, I said, I didn't want him going to the gas station because those other people are going to see the wood chipper. They're going to ask him about it. And he might tell them, then it's going to be wasting time, you know? And also not only that, but he, he was, he's, he's got a handicap. So, you know, it was going to take him a while to get into the store and get back out. And I don't want anybody stealing that in the meantime. So, uh, he, he got me a little frustrated, got, you know, and so that's pretty much how the day started. Uh, but then he told me he'll just wait for me at the, um, at the cemetery. So when I met up with him at the cemetery, I unloaded that and I was like trying to put that together, the, the wood chipper, which meant I had to run back home. And then at the same time, these guys were running out of uh, trash bags. So that's where I had to run back to um, the Lowe's down in Burnsides, get some more commercial trash, trash bags was it sass <laughs> trash bags and I came back and then um one of the ladies told me why don't you get go to the chapter house and get the industrial kind so I drove over there instead of calling because I know it was going to take some time and um um but anyways I figured it'd be better to give them the commercial in in person but they said they were all out all they had was the real light plastic office uh trash bag so I went back by that time, the, the caterer had showed up and then he asked me, where did we set up? And I was like, hold on, man, I got to go get brother Charles. And luckily brother Charles was home. He didn't go anywhere. And I just told him if you can unlock the, uh, the Hogan, the one we utilized to put our, um, storage as a storage unit there. So the caterer went in there. Then at this point, this is where this drifter comes into play because uh, he was walking around and I, I saw him and then he goes, oh, I, I saw you earlier. You were driving to and from the uh, gas station and you went to another place. I said, yeah, I went to the chapter house. I said, oh, that was you walking, huh? He says, yeah, he had an orange jacket and he was a genie man and he had a real dark face, man. I thought it was a Navajo, but it was, a, you know, his actual genie and um, his man, his teeth were all crooked and to the side and made me think of one time when I'm, when one of my aunties had uh, the deer way affecting her, her face turned sideways. It was pretty trippy, man. And so she had to have a ceremony to correct her face and finally it came to straighten back out again. So my thought was this guy probably had some kind of a run in with a deer that kind of twisted his face sideways. But anyways, so a lot of that, I was distracted trying to make sure everything was was going the way as best as it could. And altogether, we had about maybe 12 to 14 people come over and help out, and which was fine. But 
I guess the majority of the cleaning uh, came from um, all that plastic bags that were in front of the old cemetery. And that took about like four trips, I think. So altogether, we had about 50 bags. And then the chapter house told me um, with uh, that 9% sales tax, so it went up to $85.50 for that whole thing. I said, no, that's fine, man. We got the uh, nonprofit money. We'll pay for it. And shit, I still couldn't even do it, man. Oh, I still got to do it. I got one more day. Uh, tomorrow is April Fool's Day, you know, but uh, hopefully the chapter will understand that I'm not trying to play a joke or a prank. I just, you know, it's got really busy on the last day of the March, last day of the March, last day of March. Anyways. So, um, while everybody was cleaning up and I was trying to get that, uh, trying to get that wood chipper started, I got the gas and I had the oil, but basically throughout the whole process, I never even started it. Didn't even get a chance to work on it because by that time the caterer was done. And then the guy came walking up to me because I was by the um, old cemetery. I was kind of, uh, I think at that time I was still trying to mess with the uh, wood chipper. Then I saw him. So I started walking up to him and he goes, we're going to go ahead and leave. I was like, ah, shit, really? He goes, yeah. I said, man, I was kind of hoping you'd stay a little longer than uh, uh, feed the people. He goes, well, we got the trays already. And what he, what he had made was, um, what was it? Uh, potato salad, probably that Bush's baked beans and, um, uh, hamburger. And he also brought with the money I paid him for catering. He got the, uh, bottle water and he got the, uh, Powerade, you know, energy, not energy drinks, but the Powerade juice, whatever. And I still need to get a receipt from him so I can bring it up at this next month's coming, um, veteran meeting, monthly veteran meeting. So anyways, what ended up happening was he told me that, that Ginny guy, he had made a pass at the caterer's sister. And, you know, she's kind of a big gal, but I guess, you know, how Ginny guys are. They, they, they like them big gals. So whatever he said to her, she got offended and it was enough to have them leave. And I was looking at the caterer like, you should have just told that guy to shut the hell up or told him to leave or call the cops or something, you know. And then uh, so what ended up happening was they left and then. I walked back to the Hogan. Sure enough, that Ginny was just standing in there. I was like, come on, man. Um, and so I sat down for a little bit and I was like, uh, so what's your name? Where are you from? And I don't remember his name, but he said he was pretty much from the East Coast. But I said, how did you end up over here? And he told me, he goes, well, I, I hitchhike a lot. I just like traveling. I like going places. He goes, I'm trying to go up to the Dakotas. That's where I'm going now. He goes, but I... Um, I think it's too cold up there. I'm like, yeah, especially for your dark genie skin. You know, you're, it's, it's too cold for you, man. Go to Florida or California. It's warmer over there, you know. Anyways, so uh, I just didn't feel right with him being in there. So I told him, I said, hey, man, can you help me out? I said, we, we're trying to get all this garbage and um, put it in the vehicles. And because I didn't want him in there, you know, next to the food and all that. And um, I don't know. You know, I just didn't just didn't have a good vibe on this dude, but I was like, like I said, I was busy. So, so he goes, yeah, sure. So we left and I closed, I put the padlock on. Then we walked over to the cemetery and I was just telling him, yeah, we're a veteran nonprofit group and this is what we do. And that cemetery right there, that's the veterans and that's a, that's the community. And this one's the old one. So it's what we're trying to do. And I don't want to say like a typical Ginny, but like a typical Ginny, 
he just stood around while everybody was putting in, uh, you know, those old plastic flowers, old plastic displays, those little uh, plastic fences, all this stuff, loading up in these bags, put them in these bags and loading them up on a truck. And, um, and then, uh, surprisingly, the Clagato Veterans Commander was there and he goes, well, I'm getting hungry. I'm going to go, go get something to eat. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. And I was like, I t told him, I said, um, I said, Hey, look out for this guy in the orange jacket, man. I, I don't trust him. I said, if anything, just stay there. Don't leave. I said, if you're going to go eat inside the Hogan, don't go anywhere. Just leave. I mean, just leave, just stay there. Wait till we get there. So everybody was trying to finish up because there was a, it was kind of like a in-law chaser is what we call them. If those that don't know. That's when it snows and rains pretty hard, but then I'll leave after a while and everybody, they call it an in-law chaser for those that don't know, because when someone is married into like, let's say a Navajo family, say it's a white guy married a Navajo lady. And when it snows really hard like that, he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I don't want to get caught in the snow. So he'll take off. And then, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes later, the sun will come out. So it, that's why they call it in-law chaser. But anyways... So here's where the story gets more interesting. So everybody was eating. And then um, after it was all done, that guy, um, the drifter, I told him, I said, um, I said, well, dude, I got to lock up, man. I said, uh, nobody's supposed to be in here after, you know, after we're all done with this. I said, so, um, so do you got a place to go? He goes, no, I don't. I was like, ah, oh, shit. And in my head, I kind of figured he was going to make me feel sorry for him to see if, um, you know, he could cruise back with me and crash out over here. I was like, hell no, man. I don't got time for that. I don't want to babysit some random dude that's just happens to be cruising through the uh, community, you know. And then I, I told him, I said, talk to Brother Charles. Maybe he can give you a ride to the next church or maybe he can give you a ride to you know, somewhere better, or, you know, you could probably spend a night inside the, the house or the church over there. I don't know what happened, but apparently, um, the next day when I came back, um, what was it? Um, when I came back, Oh, I came back to the gas station and I talked to the manager. I said, Oh man. She goes, how was, how was the, um, the cleanup? I said, it was pretty good except for this, uh, Ginny guy with an orange jacket, man. He was, he was kind of a nuisance. I said, he wasn't even helping and he's just hanging around and, you know, yeah, he got to eat for free, but shit, man, you know, I, I said, I was too exhausted to really, you know, try to cater to him and try to, you know, find out where he's going or drop him off at the next town or whatever. I said, um, then she goes, Oh yeah, there was, um, yeah, we heard of that guy. Uh, she goes, um, Yesterday, he stopped by and, you know, one of the clerks that work at the store, he was hitting on her. He was just like, hey, you want to go to the back room or want to go to the bathroom, actually? Yeah. You want to go to the bathroom and kitty? <laughs> well, those weren't his words, but I don't know exactly what he told her, but she got offended and they and she says no. And and then the store clerk was telling me again that um, one of the guys... Uh, caught that guy walking into the women's restroom at the at the store and he told him he goes hey get the hell out of here man what the hell's wrong with you get out of here it's a women's restroom so they chased him off basically and then one of the uh store patrons says that guy was walking northbound towards ganado so 
he was walking out of the community. And so right there, there's a big red flag. And that's why I want to also bring this up because there are some people who kind of looked at the native ravager here saying, um, yeah, go get him. He can help out. And uh, there was a, let's see, a few months ago, there was a guy, a young guy from Clagato trying to carjack this older Navajo guy, but they he fought him off. That old man fought off that young punk. That young punk later, he came up to me and, his, and he was telling me that he needed a ride. And I was like, yeah, man, dude, I wish I could help you, but I'm, I'm fucking busy, dude. And I said, I can't help you. And then, um, then in, when I went inside the store, they were telling me that that young guy attacked this old man and that old man, it was kind of like just hanging out inside the store and they were like, can you escort him to his car in case that guy comes up? I was like, yeah, sure. So, um, but luckily that old man, you know, that young guy didn't come up to him. So that old, old Che, he, he drove off. So it's things like that. That's where I'm trying to make sure that what I talk about here kind of has people, you know, pick up their ears a little bit and kind of look at the way how drifters might just be coming in and out of the community, not only in Clagato, but just all over the res basically. And if there's a guy like this creepy Ginny dude roaming about, you know, what are the chances that he goes to the housings? And to me, you know, he kind of gave off that vibe that he was really horny, man. He really wanted to nail himself a Navajo uh, lady, you know, and then one of the Navajo ladies at the, at the cleaning up at the cemetery she gives him a hug saying, oh, thank you for your help. I'm like, lady, you shouldn't give this dude a hug, man. Now you just, you know, got him all horny, hornier. So, you know, just having that as a, you know, a possibility of uh, negativity going down, you know, this, the Ginny guy, he could have easily had his pick of any young lady. He could probably went to the housing and probably just stood outside the window and, you know, just watched some young girls around the community kind of, uh, hanging out and probably try to invite himself in or maybe just wait till midnight, you know, then slowly or like two, three o'clock in the morning, open her window, climb in there, rape her and then take off, you know, and then who knows, even then he might just hang around the community even more and nobody would really be the wiser, you know? So it's stuff like that where I say that the community needs to be more vigilant on stuff like that. And if they get a, weird creepy vibe off of somebody they should just go ahead and call the cops because me i can't be everywhere and i i'm not i'm not no police you know uh security type personnel i'm not gonna go around and monitor the community make sure everything's okay when i have a task to do i'll do it and then shit return home so that way i don't have to deal with anybody's nonsense and garbage till the next day you know and so that's kind of like a red flag. That's an alarm where this dude, he was, you know, he had sex on his mind. I mean, and who doesn't these days, you know, but, you know, that's that I could say that's definitely a decision where size didn't matter. <laughs> it was more or less, um, you know, it was more or less just a creepy guy roaming about the uh, neighborhood and, you know, it just made these women feel uncomfortable. And then, um, you know, just, he just pretty much had a bad vibe about him. But at the same time, I was freaking exhausted, man. I just couldn't, I just couldn't deal with his, his, his nonsense, his, uh, personality. 
because if anything, yeah, I could have probably, you know, beat him up if I had to. But, um, you know, if I, if he was trying to rape one of the ladies, you know, behind one of the buildings and I could hear the ladies cry for help. And I went around the corner and he's got his pants down, trying to pull her pants down. Yeah. I, you know, I probably would have whooped his ass real easy. No problem. But, um, you know, sometimes when you're tired, you know, you just want to go home and you're always thinking of this, the couch, the bed, you're thinking of comfort, relaxation. You're thinking of kicking off your dirty clothes, your, your dirty shoes, you're taking off your dirty clothes and possibly taking a shower, calling, taking an early nap and all that stuff. So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because I just wanted to have that documented that, you know, when stuff like that happens, it's really comes down to the community and how, how much they look out for each other because, you know, don't depend on Mateo native ravager for every little, um, transient that comes roaming through the community to, for me to go over there and put a stop to his, um, his crazy actions or, you know, just his creepiness, his overall vibe, you know, I'm not here for that. So, but, you know, like I said, if I do see something out of the ordinary or someone needs help, yeah, I'll definitely go over there and um, make sure the situation doesn't escalate. But so that's going to do it for the first segment. And um, now I'm going to go ahead and move on to the second segment. This one is going to be Billy the Kid 21, 21 Tribute.